So you know who you want to be, but are you living like who you know you want to be? Let's dive into that with Kelly McEntee on episode 98 of No Boring Stories. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and if there was one creative act that I could just be immediately good at every time, it would be playing the piano. That's what I would love to be able to do. I definitely cannot do that at this point. Well, Kelly McEntee helps creative entrepreneurs and she's on the show today. She is the quirky business coach with the philosophy that life impacts business and business impact life. She helps her clients fall in love with their life, the business and their brilliant ideas so that making decisions and moving forward with confident action is easy once and for all. She shares her story of discovering that for herself, of how to be this true whole person, this business and life merging together and mixing together. This has been her journey. She's got this uh, movement through that, this transformation moment where she lost her dad and discovered something new about him and therefore about her. You're gonna love this conversation if you are wondering what it's gonna take for you to stop hiding, pretending, but show up as your true self. This is gonna be for you. Now here's my conversation with Kelly McEntee. Kelly McEntee, how are you? I'm doing great. I am so happy and excited to be here and yeah, I'm excited to talk with you today. Yeah, this is so, so good. You, uh, I gotta say, first of all, for those that can't see, and this was the first thing that I mentioned when we showed up, it was like, your wall, it's so colorful and splashy and, and I don't know, vibrant. Is that how you, like, is that how you see yourself? Is that like, you've got this on the wall, you're like, yeah, that's what I am. That's, that's how I want to show up. What is that yeah. to I, you? Okay. I love that question actually because after I painted this wall, I, I realized yeah. I'm kind of a do it, knowing I want to do this, and then like thinking about like the deeper meaning of everything. I create deep, deep meaning with everything. Sure. And so, um, so much of like what I coach my clients on and what I have, how I've like profoundly shifted for myself mm -hmm. in the world is like, I'm somebody who gets what I want. I'm somebody who creates what I want. And so this wall is really like a representation of that. Of like, I don't want a white wall anymore. I want color. I want it to stand out. I want it to be yeah. different. And so this wall is me just like claiming my space and saying, I want it to look the way I want it to look. And so if that's what you want, go out and create it and make it happen. Mm. How does, okay, how, so good. How does that show up outside of this room in your house and this wall that is painted? Because it's very well to say like, mm -hmm. go get it, do the thing. And then you paint one wall in your basement. And you're like, look, I did it. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, but then you still show up in the world, quiet, contained, hiding yourself. Or So how does that that same spirit then move out from there? for you to show up in the world and be this person who claims it, gets it, makes yeah. it happen? That's also a great question. So many good questions here. And we just started. <laughs> We're um, just getting started, baby. <laughs> yeah. Kind of as you're, as you ask that question, what I think of, and I, I guess I noticed too, with like a lot of people who are business owners is 
in the social media world like it's so easy for us to be like our like this crazy wall behind me in the social media world like outside to like these people that don't necessarily know us Mm -hmm. Um, but it sometimes can be the hardest to be like i'll just like this splashy wall to your family to like the people that you are closest to that have this like Mm. already conceived like notion of you you know they love you regardless but like as you are a person who kind of what i was saying like steps more into what you want and kind of forgets some of that people pleasing aspect and all of that there comes this like kind of like integrity check um of like how am i showing up in my like close personal relationships that people like don't see you know online Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. how i show up in the online world versus how am i showing up at home and you know being more direct with what matters what i want and and then also like holding that space for other people like i found like the more that I am like, this is me and this is who I am and this is what I want. The more like respect and space I'm able to give, especially mm. to those closest to me, give to those people and kind of like oh, this summer, I was talking to my mother-in-law and my husband was sitting there and she was asking about something with our schedule. And I was like, you know, just you do you, whatever, and we'll figure it out. And my husband was like, I've never heard you say that. Like, oh, that's what happens. <laughs> So there's less of a, a a need to, so as you're saying, as, as you let go of this even idea of like people pleasing, which is, mm-hmm. oh, how do I show up so that they will like me or so that's what they mm-hmm. want or what I think they want me to be. Yeah, You're saying even as you shed that, you show up as less like needing to control or like really caring about like, what are they going to think of me? And does it even matter? Look, right. you be you and then we'll work with it. And there's like this shedding off of this need to control as well. Yeah. And and I won't huh. say that I'm like all done with it and I'm good to go. Like I would actually say personally right now, I'm a little bit in the trenches again of just like, huh, yeah. like a new layer of like letting go of some of the control and the things where we mm. like, you know, feel that tension. But yeah, also like it's it take it's like steps you take you know like maybe three steps forward one like little step back and like yeah. all that little step back is is really like helping you again move forward more powerfully and so yeah it's um it's a process um but like as you continue to um just like be more you 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 assume others are able to be that way as yeah. well um and not like need to assume or control or read yeah. into you so much as well and it gives them a freedom as well to to, to be themselves and and yeah. yeah as you say right it's it's holding space for them mm-hmm. i always say the the story that you're going through is the story that you've gone through so for you to, to say like yeah no i haven't figured it out yet of course not if you'd figured it out, like then this story's over. You're dead. It's gone. That's right. the end of the story is, yeah. is when there's no more growth to happen. And so, you know, my story is from confusion to clarity is how I kind of capture it. And so to think that for so much of my life, I was confused about how the audience would receive me and wanted to hear or whatever. But then I found clarity. Mm. It's not like now I never, are you kidding me? I'm constantly feeling confused still when I show up on my stories or I'm wondering what I need to post or what program to create or anything like that. This confusion still lives here on my shoulder, but it's this recognition that I'm not that anymore. Mm -hmm. And there's like this, 
new cup like way that you can handle the confusion too than maybe before yes. like oh this confusion isn't doesn't mean everything about me it doesn't mm -hmm. mean i can't figure stuff out it's just like another opportunity where i get to get clear and kind of like how exciting is that which you think about like that in all areas of life like it, what if everything where it's like gosh i thought i had this figured out and now it's rearing its ugly head again is mm -hmm. just like a beautiful opportunity for you to get like kind of like dig your heels in that much more of of your message and of your story yeah well, that's good stuff. Okay, I want to dive in. I want to uh, actually unpack how you got to be who you are now and why you care about what you do. So let's start here and just just clarify what is the work that you do? What's the main work that you're bringing to the world right now? We don't need to go back in the story yet. Just just how are you showing up now? And how is that impacting people uh, now? Yeah, absolutely. So I am, I call myself the quirky business coach, um, essentially a life coach and a business coach for creative entrepreneurs and also business mm. leaders as well who are in um, maybe the corporate world um, and really helping. I have so many taglines for my business, but a couple of them are like yeah. helping you fall in love with your life, fall in love with your business, because like otherwise, like what is the point? What are we doing here? If you're not able to love who you are, love what you're creating and be able to show up boldly and share it with the world. And that's also mm -hmm. where so much of the work is. Um, and another one of my, I guess, taglines is, I help busy brains funnel their ideas into massive action. Like, mm. especially as creative entrepreneurs, we have so many really good ideas all the time. And that yeah. is super exciting. And it's so exhausting too. Um, there's this like start, stop, start, stop, constant yeah. energy leak kind of thing. And so what I help clients with is help them like just like create space for these ideas, like kind of like mm. give their ideas a home, like create a home for your ideas to roam essentially. And then really help them figure out like, what is the next best idea that I can, you know, take action on and want to see myself following through to completion. Yeah. And also like allowing ourselves that grace of like, yeah, this, I started this and it's just not what's feeling right. Like, it's okay to, yeah. you know, scrap it to then move on to what does feel right. So when, okay, a couple questions before we uh, go into how did you get to be this way? Um, the uh, define like creative entrepreneur for yeah. me. Yeah, who is that? What is that? Right. And so, okay, so my definition of creative entrepreneur is fairly broad, but the how I help them is kind of like the narrower aspect. So, right. Um, like the clients that I work with or have, have, or have had, um, some of them are like artists, um, or okay. like jewelry designers and creators on Etsy. Um, I've had a couple of clients who have a copywriting business or a photography business as well, or also people who are coaches. And then some people who are in like, they're, they're in like a higher director C-level kind of, of their organization mm -hmm. and they want to kind of step out and create their own consulting business or that type of thing. So essentially, if I were to define creative entrepreneurs, it's people who are seeing a gap in something and they want to be the one who solves that problem or creates that solution. Kind of like they're the people who creates what was there for them that they mm -hmm. wish was there for them um, and brings it to life for other people combining. Yeah. 
their experiences. Well, it's interesting because as you go, yeah, right, you started off with this like exactly what I thought it would be. Artists, photography, you know, that sort of thing. The, the creatives, the creators, as we would say, the artists. But then as you go into that, I'm like, wait, yeah, of course. And I mean, I would define myself as a creative, mm -hmm. no doubt. And of course, we all are. We're part of a created, an ongoing creation. But there's this like element where if you are an entrepreneur, like you've started something, you've yeah. created a business. Or so you're something. exactly. Yeah. So you, you already made something. So there's almost this. And I think that's what I was trying to tell like, it, it almost seems like an oxymoron on some level where it's like creative entrepreneur or not an oxymoron, but redundant uh, creative mm -hmm. entrepreneur. Well, of course. Yeah. And yet you're like, no, but there's a specific like way mm -hmm. that the people that you work with, it sounds like Kelly, are looking at their work specifically right. as a creative act. Yes. Yeah, and when I think of, I just made a post on this um, not that long ago about like talking about like calling myself like the quirky business coach and I kind of yeah. like, flipped that term on its head and thought like, what if I'm actually the coach that makes you be your most normal at home meant to be self and the whole mm. world is quirky. The whole world is the thing that has made you doubt yourself, had made, has made you think you should do it this way or that way or follow this process or this person's idea. And what we really work on is like bringing you back home to you and mm -hmm. like we are all, and I think of this, I have a two-year-old daughter, her name's Lucy. She's like my, um, I admire her so much. She is a handful. Oh my goodness. But like, I admire her and I just like, I'll tell her something like, Lucy, you're so cute. And she just says, thank you. Like she just says, thank you so mm. firmly and confidently that it just like reaffirms to me. We are born with confidence and so much in the world there's like, I need more confidence. It's, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. not the confidence that we're lacking. It's like, the quirkiness of life that has kind of like piled up on top of our confidence, making us almost like afraid to be it. Like right. we don't need more confidence. We need to like kind of dig our heels into having some more courage to let that confidence shine. Like it's okay to love who you are, love your ideas and be that big braggadocious self and say thank you, period, when somebody yeah. tells you about something you've created, you know? We don't need more confidence. We need more courage to let that confidence show. Mm -hmm. Whew, this is good stuff. Okay, so so when you help someone, then you work with with someone in this this place in this mm -hmm. state that they're in. Uh, they end up feeling what? How? Like what's the what's that feel? You said confident. You've said at home. You've said love. Like what's the, what's the main thing that someone would say? Like yeah, because of my work with Kelly, I feel what. Yeah. Okay. So I love that question. And I'm going to answer it in the, using an example of one of my coaching clients who is a, what you would consider an artist. She's a watercolor artist. Mm -hmm. And, um, just like watching her change in front of my eyes has been so energizing and profound for me to witness, like for me to be able to describe the change and where she started was, like kind of having pity for her art, like who am I to be doing this? Who am I to be asking people to pay me for like this thing that's fun for me to do? And mm -hmm. also, by the way, the people who are paying me to buy my art, they're just like my friends and family who are supporting me. Like there's just, 
it just creates this like the more we kind of like judge ourselves the more we have that judgment of our clients too and how like yeah. if you are that client like no i actually like have the authority to like what i like and i wanted to buy this because i wanted to buy this kind of thing so there's like this circle of doubt and now she's at the point of figuring out you know we've been working together for about a little over six months now but she's like trying to put together a plan to hire somebody to help her with her social media, calling in more help for taking care of her home with her kids and running her business. And she is, she has totally shifted from who am I to be even, to even be doing Mm. this to just like naming and making decisions and just like letting them happen. And that I think is so what that represents is so much calm and peace of mind and just like the ability to make a decision, sit with it and go with it, just frees so much space and energy that then you kind of just become, you make more decisions and more decisions. And you then also create more time to do what you love most in your work. So, so again, is the, is the word, is it confident? Is it she's just displays this confidence that she didn't have before? Yeah, right. And again, like kind of, it's that, like that confidence that's always been there. It's being able to let that shine through. Hmm. And it shows up in making decisions and saying, you know, I want to do this and here's why I love my idea and I'm going to go for it. Like, that's huge. So shining even there is, is mm-hmm. a piece of this too. Okay, so let's, well, let's take that word maybe a, a little bit there. And and when you think of the word shine, I, like, is that how you would describe you showing up right now? Are you shining? Are you confident? What's the, what's the word that you would use for you? This is how I feel right now, my best self in mm-hmm. my business. I would say truthful is how I would describe myself. Like I've gone through this, like, um, which I guess would relate to shining too, but like this um, another layer or depth to like the work I've gone through to like realize like, hey, I can handle the waves that my truth creates. And Mm. then from that, like, well, what is my truth? Like just digging in deeper with that and like letting the world hear it and letting it help my clients with and be okay with the So where does that, Think of that word then. I love that. Truthful. And this is how you're showing up. Where does that begin for you? You go back in your childhood, your like younger years, your mm-hmm. young teen years, whatever. Where does this, you think of, look at those years through this filter of the word truthful. Mm-hmm. What shows up? What moment shows up? What person shows up as like, well, they were an example of this, or that's where this really came into question, or like this really stands out as a truthful display of who I was. What's coming to mind? Hmm. As you're asking that, I'm going to try not to cry. Um, hmm. I think of of my dad and my brother, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad, um, he passed away um, almost six years ago now, and he just was who he was hmm. always. Like, who you saw out in public was who he was at home. And I like I think of like friends in my life who maybe their parents, like who you saw out and about yeah. was not yeah. what was at home. And, you know, I didn't I don't think I fully realized this until after he passed, just like what a gift 
that was to be able yeah. to be raised by somebody who just is who he is and he just you know didn't give a damn about really what yeah. anybody thought of him and i think that is what like made people like so drawn to him too and the you know the way that he passed he was 64 when he passed and it was really sudden and unexpected but i remember being at the wake uh for his before his funeral and mm -hmm. the line was out the door hours hours long and i was just like so proud yeah of that and of him and then also like felt so bad sometimes where like you know when you're little you're like dad stop it you're embarrassing me but like <laughs> like that like the, that thing that i got embarrassed by you know and two sometimes you're uh -huh. embarrassed by your own truth you're like yeah this is what i think like that that's what people love about you too yeah so that for you growing up and being this person who sees that was that easy for was that something that you then began to do easily or was that a lot harder for no. you to show up in that same way mm -hmm. what did that look like or feel like Whew, that was hard it was i you know to like i think what i found is like you kind of maybe butt heads with the parents you're most alike <laughs> mm -hmm. and so my dad and i i think we didn't like butt heads so to speak but I gravitated towards my mom a lot more, mm -hmm. maybe because of like a mother daughter thing. But um, he, yeah, it, I showed up in a lot of ways of like just trying to be perfect, trying to do what I thought other people wanted me to do. It still shows up. Oh my gosh, all the time. Yeah, but yeah, like, for sure. Um, just yeah, like just it wasn't easy to be me fully. Um, mm -hmm. And I what think did that, that look was like? The most me at home, like with him and with my family. Oh. Mm -hmm. Did you? I mean, was there anywhere that you were you? Again, we're talking like teen years here. Is that kind of where we're at? Yeah, like, is that like, what I you're picturing? Like yeah, teen teen years, um, early elementary, even like. Yeah. Um, I remember one time my parents came home from conferences when I was in second or third grade, and the teacher said that they were like so worried about me. Um, because I would just like play on the swings by myself. And then mm -hmm. fourth grade started a new school. I was like, new school, new people. And like, I don't know, a light shift, something shifted. And mm -hmm. I was Miss Social Butterfly and had tons of friends and was not afraid to, you know, connect with other students yeah. and be fun and be me. But then you're like, but then it turns into this idea of like, but how do I please people? And how do right. I like mm -hmm. be what they want me to be? Was that right so as as yeah. that was that that's what it kind of became or what yeah i think it probably like you know like ebbs and flows i think i was like okay i like where i am here and then as you just as you go through like your adolescent years and that time like oh well they're doing this so maybe i should be like this you know i think there's just that like adolescent kind of like yeah. insecurities um and things like that and so where did that lead you to towards like university school like what what was that you're in this place of that and and yeah are you deciding at that point like well this is what i want to do for my life or are you like i wonder what my parents want me to do yeah with my life you know i really didn't care what my parents wanted me to do i like as you're saying that i'm like i didn't i don't ever recall like thinking like oh i wonder i never felt like that pressure from them but i do as you ask this question i think about a time in college where like i think this is where like my coaching 
like journey truly started was mm-hmm. um, my sophomore year of college. I, so I went to school um, at one university for the full year and I thought I wanted to move, it was like five hours from home. I thought I wanted to move closer to home. I thought I wanted to do like be major in elementary education and all of these things. So I transferred to a school closer to home and I started you know, taking the classes there for elementary ed realized hated the school hated elementary education was like literally more lost than i mm-hmm. had ever felt ever and i went and talked with one of the um like career counselor uh people at, on campus yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah um she was just talking to me and like so much was being unlocked by just like sitting down and having a conversation and answering her questions that i just told her i was like what do you what did you go to school for because like i want to do what you're doing i want to sit in your chair like i want to do this and so she told me and i was like well that's it that's what i'm going to school for and so i went back to the college that i started at and loved which that could be a whole you know cycle of like what are they going to think of me i left and now i'm coming back and Mm -hmm. my parents were you know fully supportive because they saw kind of what like you know misery i was in and um, yeah, the rest is history. And I, I graduated with that major from that one conversation and worked in my career. I was in public health, worked in a career in public health for a long time and realized I'm still not having those like one-on-one connections with yeah. people that I really want. And so along. So then when did that shift? When did, so great. So you, you lean into that. You're like, okay, there's this slight there's this discovery of like, oh, I want to do that. I want to help people. I want to help people discover who they are and what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And then you go from there into public health and you're like, ah, I'm still not realizing that until when. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked in public health for um, 10 years and I still felt that sense of helping people on like the broader, grander sure, yeah. scale of, of life and, and that kind of yeah. stuff. But definitely was lacking that like I'd like in-person connection and so then it was in 2017 that I got certified in coaching Um, and that kind of happened after so my husband now husband at the time um, boyfriend we were dating long distance and we moved halfway across the country together for his career and I realized like when we moved like that that's probably going to be the norm for his job that it's going to mm-hmm. be you know some moves and things like that he coaches um, baseball at the collegiate level and so so then I was like well, what can I do that I can kind of take anywhere with me and then I got into like a direct sales company and was helping people and I found like that still isn't enough like people wanted right. more help they wanted that deeper conversation and connection and so then that's when I um, went all in with coaching and, and I, um, yeah, I love where I love the journey that I've been on and how it's gotten me here. Hey, you want something for free? That's going to help you with your speaking. Here it is. When I started out speaking, I had no confidence. Eyes locked on my notes or off on a wild tangent, fidgeting and pacing all around the stage. I wasn't getting asked to speak where I wanted to. And I felt like I was wasting my time and my audience's time. So you're booked for a workshop or a keynote and the date is fast approaching or you're hoping to land some speaking gigs as extra income and you don't know where to begin. If you don't get extra help, you'll be embarrassed, you'll waste your time and you'll lose relational connections. And I'm sure 
that you can be a more confident speaker and transform your audience. That's why I created the Make Speaking Magical video course. During my 20 years of speaking to crowds, I've learned five main tricks that help me walk on stage with confidence and make sure my message sticks. I've been repeatedly asked back by event organizers, spoken at workshops about these tricks, and coached individuals on putting these techniques into their talks to give them confidence before a nerve-wracking presentation. So whether you're speaking on a big stage or on camera or on a podcast or around the dinner table, the Make Speaking Magical video course will give you everything you need to speak with confidence and transform your audience. And right now, I'm giving away two modules of the seven-module course for free so that you can learn to connect with your audience and then really put all this into motion to make your speaking magical. Go ahead, get two modules of the course for free right now just by going to my website alexstreet.ca you can find it there or find the link on my bio in my instagram hurry though because this is only going to be available for a limited time if if i can tap into this again a little bit because you said you know kind of just doing some timeline stuff there you're like 2017 you mentioned earlier that your dad passed away six years ago Mm -hmm. like what was the, the the impact as that as you go through that experience of grieving yeah your your dad was there would were there revelations that showed up was it was there some sort of like oh mm-hmm. this is who i'm supposed to be like yeah. like we've talked about about who he was and you were kind of again whatever or yeah. not like that as a kid but did something show up around that mm-hmm. yeah so um this feels like a therapy session um come on <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so I talked about how proud of like to be his daughter I was that this line was yeah. like so long at his funeral, and it the line was so long from the people he met at his job and at his work. But truth be told, he complained about his job all the time. He hated kind of his work that he did, and so I grew up a lot with the story of like you have to work your ass off, and you don't deserve to get paid unless there's like a titch of you know like a bit of misery Mm -hmm. involved Mm -hmm. all while he was so good at like doing woodwork and making like furniture and beautiful pieces and i would always tell him like dad quit your job and just make make this cool stuff and he was getting really close to retiring and actually doing that but for so for a little while like shortly after he passed i was just kind of like mad a little bit of like why didn't he just do what he wanted and then seeing all the people that were there it's like maybe he was doing like what he was meant to be doing and like looking at his job as as doing this delivery type of work is more of of like making people's day and connecting with them like he was the guy that you'd have to like be like okay seriously i have to get back to work can we like be done talking because you just (laughs) talk your ear off and so just like just seeing that was so profound but like the biggest part was just like i'm not gonna be hating my job every day i don't want my kids to grow up hearing all this son of a you know whatever at work today you know what i mean like there's Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. can be joyful and happy and love what we do and get paid to do it too well, so this is what's so beautiful. This is the truthful element. And I think that's what I, I sensed there was something there and I just wanted to pull that out and see it. And yeah. and I think what you just showed us is, yeah, you, you look up at this man who you saw from a young age who you're like, man, he was just, it was what he was, like mm-hmm. as cringy as he was, <laughs> you know, uh, that's what you got. 
And mm-hmm. and then you kind of, again, whatever uh, graded against that or like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't quite uh, whatever. You didn't appreciate You didn't feel that way. As you said, you're like the person that you're most like is the one that you don't yeah. get along with or whatever. And so then you try to be who you are, but in that element, and of course through high school and whatever, you're all trying to figure out who you are, but there's all kinds of different personalities that you're putting on trying to be what they want you to be. Mm-hmm. And at some point there was this like switch of like, oh, like this light went on. That's what I want to be. Yeah, I want to be the, the guidance counselor or whatever that's in front of me. Like you're showing me what I think I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then what you kind of go into that and kind of don't for many years. And so there's still this journey. Yeah. 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 So there's this like journey of going from like, again, you talk about now being truthful. Mm -hmm. What I hear in this, and you can, again, stop me, correct me, whatever, as I hear your story, but there's this, there's this sense of, of, I don't know. I'm trying to figure figure out. It's not hiding, but it, it's that's pr- what I was going to say. It's hiding it? from my truth. I was hiding from my truth, like Come deeply. On. And when I I I called like turning in my notice to my job, mm-hmm. I've never felt like lighter. And I'm like, I told my husband, I'm like, I feel like I just came out. Like, yeah, I don't know what that feels like, but that's how I feel. I would imagine right. that's how it feels. And like, I feel like liberated and free and like, cause I was hiding from like my professional work cause I was yeah. doing coaching and my job yeah, um, simultaneously for a couple of years. And in like, there's, there was just so much hiding from even like my family of like, who am yeah. I to be like Kelly yeah, right. helping you through your life when you know all the stuff I was a mess about, you know, like, yeah, but so just so this being more outward with with who you are, the sense then again, of like, you know, if I was to say to to lock in your story, it's yeah, it's something about like from hiding to being truthful. And it's like, there's this beautiful journey within all of that of your story and your journey through that. But I love how you that's that's like, there's this turning point of like, I went through all these things. And there was this significant time around my, again, around your, your dad's death where you realize like he, I thought he wasn't who he, I thought he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. And yet below the surface, he totally was. Right. Mm -hmm. But what if he could have done that in a place that he didn't complain about or didn't like, right. Find was, was holding him back or something what if and that yeah. kind of what if is is what brings you to this point now of saying like well like i'm gonna let i'm gonna have it all yeah kind of bring it all together and i would add to like with that like what's come up a lot for me is just compassion like compassion mm. because so much of my coaching work too is like legacy like a um there's a song called keeper of the flame by miranda lambert that i heard one day and i was like this is like my coaching and i have it yeah. back here too for the little pilot lights waiting to ignite and so like with that, like with sometimes like our family are the people who mm-hmm. maybe like project something like so like com- coming home and complaining about work like that was yeah. the norm because that was his norm. Like that was like the legacy that was his yeah. a little yeah. bit. And then I get to be kind of like the pattern interrupt or like the legacy interrupt. I'm like keeping the flame. I'm passing that torch 
you know, for my kids and my family and for other women, especially I work mostly with women, but like kind of passing that torch and you get to decide, is that like the narrative you want to have your kids grow up with? And there are so many other really great narratives about like the yeah. way I was raised in my home, but that one kept me stuck for so long. And then like realizing that one, like getting unstuck from it is what, you know, changed the kind yeah. of the direction of where I went with my life and yeah. my business and career. Was there someone, this is brilliant. That's, that's so beautiful. And the way you're just packaging that, putting that all together. Is there someone that came along in the last few years that really helped you like see that? Yes. Again, ignite that. Mm -hmm. What was that? Just open that up a little bit. Yeah. I worked with a coach um, to really help me leave my job, like leaving my job. Right. And, and that wasn't actually my intent in starting to work with her. Um, was to leave my job. It was to just like get back into coaching again. I took a year off after our um, second child was born and mm -hmm. she, we just did a lot of that like inward exploration, but yet it was also like business focused. So it was a very like intimate experience. Um, and so I just was so drawn to like, like the depth of who we are needs to be like that foundation needs to be set um and that's mm. what needed to happen for me was just to like have that like i don't want like that realization of like wow he was who he was because that's how he was and i'm going to yeah. be who i am and, and even like comparing like there's some yeah. time too within that like comparing my husband with his job is like i he coaching college baseball is like not a real glamorous career for a lot of the beginning with very little pay and very little anything mm -hmm. and he just like did it and he just like kept he didn't care he like loved it and I realized in kind of unpacking like my, my own story and narrative with my dad and that like legacy his was his dad always says like I never worked a day in my life he his dad loves what he does and so like he just like the the shift of our upbringing just like changed the way we went after yeah. our dream like his like my husband's just like mm -hmm. no-brainer if I want to hit this goal then I gotta do the things and for yeah. me I was like we well, gotta go the safe path you gotta you know get insurance and you yeah. know and that matters too but like you gotta get the paycheck and be safe and yeah and those sorts of things and yeah, it's just so and so like his dad's legacy came from like the way I've seen his mom be and, you know, then we as a couple get to help our kids or hopefully help, yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll probably go to therapy or need help for something that we've done, but yep. that we get to kind of have a say and be aware of even that legacy aspect. I think that's a big thing, too, is just like, oh, like having that awareness and opening your eyes is the first step to then getting to decide where do you want to mm. go with that? Mm. Having the awareness, opening your eyes is the first step to understanding where you want to go with it. I think that, that like what you just described again is is your your husband's story mm -hmm. and your story and how they both show up now and you're kind of, again, really merging them and saying, well, let's, how do we work with both of those? But yeah. specifically you and your work showing up, Kelly. Again, what I love about this is when you start to see what you've gone through, you see how it's the same journey that you're helping your audience through. Absolutely. And so just like that person that you described to me earlier who 
you're like in six months she's totally new and totally like showing up and making bold moves and having those conversations starting new things Mm -hmm. where once she was feeling like she was hiding she was afraid to be seen she was going the safe route Mm -hmm. you're helping her make that same transformation that you've made in your story and it's it's freaking magical isn't it and I think so for so many people, we get bogged down in like, what is wrong with me? And again, that's my story because that was my story, especially right. when it came to like going all in and my coaching. I was like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I like let go of my job and do this full time and like tell yep. people what I do and be out there with it? And as I'm just continuing from that, I'm seeing and I know like, that that totally happened for me because I have like a BS radar, like no other. And I can see all the signs of like, you know, a client who maybe they're, they're in their business and they want to go all in, but then they start like poking around looking for other jobs. I'm like, yeah, I did that. And here's what you need to know and pay attention to as you do that and let yourself do that, but continue to just be aware and ask yourself why, like, get really clear on the reasons why and decide if you like those reasons or not. Cause it's so, so dang scary. You yeah, just, so scary. Like, it is like, this is it. Oh, very scary. Mm-hmm. So it's a low month going yep. to LinkedIn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Like facing my fears today. So yeah, I'm a different job. And yeah, you know, maybe that's, that's part of the process, you know? Absolutely. Well, this this has been so enjoyable. This is a, a fabulous. I love how you showed up today, and I feel like I got a truthful version of you. It just feels like this is honest, real, open. This is Kelly, and I, it feels authentic, and I just think that that came through right away. So uh, that's the most that I could ask for as a host, and I'm excited for you and your story and the work that you're doing and how you are helping people to live a more truthful life, especially in the work that they're doing. So if somebody wants that kind of a transformation, they recognize that they are out there, they're supposed to make something, do something bold and brave, but they feel like they're hiding, holding something back, mm-hmm. and you can help them to live more truthful in that. What's the best way to start that conversation with you and, and explore that? Yeah, well, so I'm on social media. So if you just find me on social media and shoot me a message, I am. I love getting a message in response. So it's live well with Kel. Um, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, um, on my website, uh, livewellwithkel.com, lots of L's in there, livewellwithkel, (laughs) two L's, .com. Um, I have a link where you can either um, book a consult with me if you're like, I I know I want to coach with her and like, Mm -hmm. let's get this started. Or if even you want to just, you know, set up a a 20 minute coffee chat and learn more about, you know, tell me about where you are and figure out like, could, could working together help? What, what do you think? Live well with Kel all over the internet is me. (laughs) Fabulous. Okay, very good. This has been so good. I'm just so grateful for you. And thank you for being here and having this conversation and sharing your not boring story with us. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And this has felt like a not boring conversation. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.